And a good Thursday morning to you, and welcome into Darren, Donick, and Chase here on ESPN 1025 The Game. Hope everybody's having a good Thursday to this point. Man, does it feel like fall or what? We went from feeling like the Bahamas or Jamaica to just instantly feeling like we're up in the Northeast. Well, I was going to say Denver, but it snowed there last week, so it doesn't feel like Denver. Not quite that. Not quite that bad, but I'll tell you what. We had baseball practice last night. Boy, when the sun goes down, gets quite nippy every hour that goes by. It does. By the end of practice, I had heart, and I was, I prepared for it, but by the end, I was having a hard time feeling my hands. Yeah, it it gets it gets that way. I, I took the dog out last night, and I was like, oh, I'll go, you know, short sleeves. It feels nice, and after being outside for about fifteen minutes, I. I'm with you. It's kind of like, ah, that's a little cold. <laughs> you were out for 15 minutes with the dog? Yeah, probably ended up being like 20, what, what 25. Is, he didn't want to come Sawyer, in. Oh, what, what is the deal with Sawyer? You've told me this multiple times. What's his deal with not wanting to come in? He loves he loves this time of year. At Do you night. have a fenced-in yard? Uh, the back, kind of. But he just he likes to walk around. Like, we just go on a walk. And he, oh. he just doesn't want to come in because – you know, he's a, a great Pyrenees, so he's got a lot of fur, so it's cool. And the neighbors ride him. They put a saddle yes, on him. Yes, they do. Ride him. The kids ride him in the neighborhood, so that's so, cool. It's know, free, we, right? You don't yeah, charge No, him. no. We, yeah. we, you know, we don't charge. That's but, nice. Um, so he just doesn't like coming in at night. It's cool, and he'll just lay on the lay on the, the stoop, as D-Mace would say, and just chill. <laughs> just hang out. I, I, I've admitted on this show, like, honestly, I, that was the first time I'd ever heard that years ago i, I had heard it i know most people have i i felt i didn't realize that i was more in the way minority than i thought i thought like like everybody nobody's stooped not in these parts i'd never heard of that but then i realized yeah there's a lot more people who knew that than i thought i was more out there by my not exactly tom hanks and wilson like i wasn't on an island by myself but yeah that was the first time i'd ever heard it when d-mace kept saying stoop and i was like Hell, are you talking about Mark Stoops or Bob Stoops? What are you talking about? <laughs> We're not even talking football right now. Why are you bringing up the Stoops brothers? Yeah, it's uh, I I, well, I remember that that show and I heard that and I was like, yeah, I remember it from a book or something that we had to read. That's yeah, I, I think I remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah, you remember from a book. Uh, we're gonna have Kirk Casale come in studio with us coming up in about uh, ten fifteen minutes. No game last night as. The Nationals await their opponent, and the longer this goes, and I'm going to ask Kurt right out of the gates, we have seen this in the past. It does not, and I repeat, does not favor the team sitting there on the tarmac just waiting for clearance for takeoff and waiting and waiting and waiting there's something about being able to play those games and stay in a rhythm and then you know when you sweep you you have a few days off so especially in baseball i don't i don't think it's a good thing and it's great that you annihilated the cardinals right in the fashion that you did now made me feel pretty good well you know there's a lot of people (laughs) in this area that did not appreciate that but yeah it was impressive your pitching has been impressive to say the least but now you're going to have all this downtime. I don't anticipate Astros-Yankees being quick. No. I think it's 
headed for I, at least I, six. Right? I said seven, but, I, but seven wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it just it's been back and forth, back and forth. And so, so. they punched their ticket what night? Was that uh, Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? Tuesday, yep. So Tuesday, and tonight, because of last night's rain out, they're game playing four. game four. Yep. Now, you know, man, who knows? It could end in five. I doubt it. But still, that means they're not, you know, they're going to spend at least a week off. At least. Yeah, which I don't think is, I don't know what you do in that situation. Do you... You know, try and scrimmage? Well, or? they did. I mean, teams have done that. The Rockies, yeah. when they had the, I forgot what the number was, nine days or whatever, yeah. they did. They tried that. It just, you know, you can't. Get your minor league team together. Right. And I mean, you can them. do things, but you can't really simulate what you're about to go up against. You can't recreate that stage. Yeah. You can't really recreate who you're going to go up against. Well, it was like last year before the Stanley Cup final, Um, was it? What in what wasn't it Boston that ended up doing like a scrimmage on it and had like a game yes. night? Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. Basically, yeah. set it up like a game, and it was just a a, pra- a glorified practice. How that work out for them? And it didn't work. Yeah, they yeah. lost. They lost. They lost to the Blues. Uh, hopefully, because I've already heard this reference, and I'm like, whoa, okay, whoa, let's let's slow slow down. Slow your roll. Slow. The stars. They're what, one, six, and one? Yeah. Everybody's like, well, I mean, maybe they're just trying to do what the Blues did last year. I'm like, stop. Come on. Stop it. Stop it. I am surprised by that. They are. That well, they just got Corey Perry back last night, so that's yeah, his but, first. But, but does that really, I mean, okay, you signed him for a reason, but that shouldn't. No, I agree. Does that be the big, the reason the big that factor? One, six, and one? Yeah. No. It should. I mean, we saw that team up close and personal last year in the playoffs, and I think you and I walked away going, yeah, that's a pretty good team. Well, remember, they had trouble out of the gates last year, too. They did. And they took their president, because if you remember. Oh, yeah. Right? I do remember that. Yeah, he was calling people out. and uh, Well, not just people out. They're stars <laughs> they're out. They're stars, yeah. You may, oh, I see. I, yeah. I walked into that. You did. No, literally, the stars, the ones that make all the money. Superstars. Sagan and Ben, those guys. Uh, he said, we pay you a lot of money to score goals. We need goals out of you. And it was the Christmas break. And as you know, coming out of the Christmas break, you have to travel the day of. Like a pre- like it's a preseason game, right? You do the travel the day of. You cannot cheat and come in the night before. So the Dallas Stars had practice at American Airlines Arena there before they came to Nashville for that game that night coming out of Christmas break and if you remember Jim Montgomery lit him up in practice and was like I don't think you guys are ready to play I think you're, right. you're still on break I don't think you're ready for this I mean I, this is bad this is re-. and I was remember we were at Bridgestone Arena that day doing the show and I was like yeah um Jim like it's they just we just got past Christmas man just coming out of break really come on Merry Christmas Happy New Year really yeah what why you guys you suck Right, and then of course we know they came in here and they they beat the Predators. I think they yeah. shut them out, didn't they? Yeah. And they, that's kind of their springboard. They they kind of took off, not to the Blues level, taken off, but they did. They took off after that, and things changed. And it really little did we know. Remember that's that had not come out, and then everything came out, and we're like, yep. oh, but, going back and connecting to the dots. 
That's what was going on when we were like, what in the world is going on? It's because, oh, they had been lit up by the president. Right. Oh, okay. But you know what? As we know firsthand in this town, sometimes that works. I mean, you, you've brought it up several times when Bud Adams – you know, question Jeff Fisher and question, you know, the coaching and all of that, all of a sudden things turned around. It works sometimes. It, you know, it, it stinks. It's one of those things for us. We're like, why are you throwing that out there in the public? But then you get a response. And so maybe he needs to do it again. Speaking of the stars, they were in Columbus last night to take on the Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. They lost. Columbus mm-hmm. won. Yep. Did you see the game winning goal? I did not. Oh, my God. Was it Sonny Milano? Was it a butte? Oh my! You have not seen that. No, I can pull it up though. He's the he's their first round pick. Uh, yeah. like five years ago, four or five years ago, he was picked like pretty high first round pick by Columbus. Look at that goal, Sonny Milano, the game winner against the Stars. Yikes! That may be already. That's that may be the play of the year. Wait till yeah. you see that goal. If, if if everybody out there listening has not seen this, go pull it up. Here's my question. And I... look at that goal. By the way, Elliot Freeman today at 1 o'clock, our first installment of our weekly with Elliot Freeman, who is the uh, Sportsnet NHL insider, and we are so excited about that. Remember, we always encourage you to listen to every segment, every oh. minute, every second of this show, but you really need to be listening to that segment and that interview, because we'll ask you a question afterwards with something pertaining to that interview. And the only way you're going to know the answer is it came out of that interview. And in the next segment, you have a chance to call in and win Predators tickets. Yeah, I just that's saw how it. it works. That's dirty. Like that's tell na- me that's not that's nasty, disgusting. Oh man, you you got to go if you're a defenseman on that play. You got to go take a shower. That. That's- Ooh. That is gross. That was about midway <laughs> through the third period. Yeah. It was like, oh my, that was pretty. That was, was on. Pretty. I bet. I bet Forsberg could do something like that. That's that's got his type of style. You know, he likes yeah. to likes to do that stuff. But yeah. I was looking at the standings, and it's crazy to me that Chicago, that's only won one game, they've only played four, <laughs> and you have some teams that have played eight. Just it shows you how weird the schedule is. Kind of well, mapped up. You remember there were some Chicago's one of those teams that kind of went yeah. abroad. Yeah, they did. Philly and Chicago right. went abroad. So I guess that that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, they kind of want to let them ease into their schedule. Yeah, that makes sense. You've been over there having fun. We'll let you have a couple <laughs> days off. I'll let you I'll let you ease into it. We'll play uh, Mike Vrabel's press conference in the second hour of the program. Of course, we know Ryan Tannehill will be the starter, making his. First start as a member of the Titans. It'll be against the Chargers on Sunday, a 3.05 kickoff. Rashard Matthews, former yeah. Titans wide receiver, is also expected to join us in the second hour of the program as well. He played for the Titans. He played for the Dolphins, which means very familiar with he both caught passes from Mariota, and he caught passes from Tannehill. So we're looking forward to talking to Rashard Matthews in the second hour as well, silly underdog picks at noon. Uh, Elliot Friedman at one o'clock. You know, so I just went quickly yep. over silly underdog picks. Yeah, Me maybe this is our week. <laughs> we say that we've every said week. that for <laughs> seven weeks, I think six weeks, however long we've been doing this. I know. So that's what we've got on tap for this Thursday edition of Darren Donick and Chase. We will be back with more, including 
Kirk Casale, Reds catcher, former Vanderbilt star. He will. Uh, we'll talk a little baseball with Kurt in studio. That's coming up next on ESPN 102.5 The Game. Kurt Casale in studio with us. We always love our talks with him. He's been nice enough to pop by. He also can be heard on our baseball podcast. And that will be out probably, what, sometime later today, Chase? Yep, I believe that's correct. Ryan Porth, Calvin Smith, right? Yep, Ryan and Calvin. Ryan and Calvin talking a little baseball as we are awaiting the opponent for the Washington Nationals. Of course, mm-hmm. Kurt is the catcher for the Reds, former Vanderbilt star. You were asking, what's wrong with my knee? I told you <laughs> what was going on. My old, I bored you with my, my knee story. It looks great now, though. I I, I dodged told, a bullet. I told. Oh, let me tell you. So I am the biggest wuss in the world, and I've never been excited about the news of hey, here's what we've determined is wrong, and you're gonna have surgery. And I was like, yes, it's just meniscus. Yes, that, that is. Like, a, that I is never a do that. Usually, dodge. I cry. You know, no matter what. Like, oh no, surgery. What? But I was, and I told Chase I went to my first rehab on this past Monday, and. They, I said, I heard words I've never heard in my life. You're ahead of schedule. And I was like, excuse me? I'm getting older. I don't, <laughs> can you repeat that? I don't hear well these can you, days. Can you repeat Hold that? on. I'm, I'm re- doing well. I'm recording. Could you say that in my phone? <laughs> yeah, you're ahead of schedule. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, Where did you go to rehab? Uh, TriStar Physical Therapy oh, cool. over Stonecrest. Very cool. Yeah. So, um, so I got another stint today, but yeah, all was well. But you, unfortunately, the reason I'm I'm bringing that up is you had to deal with. You said, "Hey, how was the crutches?" I said, "I, I was on them for five minutes and I threw them in the corner." Yeah, I've had my fair share of crutches. It's like two back to back hip surgeries the Gosh. past two off seasons, and then I sprained my MCL the middle of this year. So I was on crutches and it was just uh, not a fun, not a fun time. It's really debilitating. It's almost like it, to me, it was like embarrassing. Like, like what am I doing on these things? Like, <laughs> well, you always hear Kurt that it. And I want to know what yours was like because, one, you're chomping at the bit to get back. Mm-hmm. And I, I've had so many athletes just tell me you feel like you're on an island by yourself. Even though, you know, like your team your team isn't making you feel that way. But you just you want to get back and you just feel isolated in a way. And you've got to do your rehab and do your own thing to try to get back. And I've heard so many times that you just feel helpless and on an island by yourself. Is that true? It's 100% true. And um, it, it – I mean, we're all competitors, so, like – I don't, I don't like going to a game and just watching it. Like I, I want to play, like the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to play, <laughs> and uh, you know, when, when when you can't do what your friends and your teammates are doing, and just you know, the simplest thing is just like you know, being in rehab when they have a team meeting, or you know, going over a scouting report, or taking batting practice, and I can't go outside because I, I might hurt myself even more. It just it's it's a horrible feeling, and you just that's why you see people push it and, yeah right and and sometimes you know, some, come sometimes, sometimes come back too soon yeah. because it's just a it's a mental thing and you're just like i i gotta get back out there i have, I have no choice like I, i'm gonna go stir crazy here and it just there's there's a lot of bad things running through your mind at that point and then that's unfortunately what happens when you come back too early and you know you know the rest of the story well and i i have to believe the another horrible thing is when you think you're right there and you're close and you're getting excited and you think oh my gosh i'm gonna be back back here real soon and then you have like a hiccup right something a little setback, a setback yep. and it's like oh man really and then you got to go through the whole thing again it's yeah. um it's it's unfortunate but it's all part of it we put our bodies through a lot as do you and uh <laughs> you know sometimes we pay the price for it 
Yeah. All right. Now that uh, we've depressed everybody, so let's. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, that's on now, me. That's now we'll the talk host. Baseball? Uh, air on the host. Now that I've got everybody depressed. Error. Um, see what you did there. See what I did. Um, how did the Nationals get to this point? I mean, how did this happen? They this is what's team. the cool thing about sports, though. But nobody was picking. You realize? I'm trying to remember the date. It's. Uh, it was sometime in June. And the reason I know this, Chase. Because on the guys' trip in Gatlinburg, which is in third week in June yeah. this past year, one of the members that were there, we had 14 guys, okay, and we talked a lot of sports that weekend, one of them said, do you think the Nationals can win the division? That that literally was a right. discussion we were having. I was like, uh, no. Mm-hmm. He's like, why? And, of course, he was thinking gambling. He's like, there's real good value right now in the Nationals. I'm just <laughs> yeah, telling he's you. getting great odds. Right. He's, he's like, the odds are fantastic. And he's, I was like, well, Strasburg's always hurt. He's due to get hurt. Trey Turner always has stints on the DL. Uh-huh. And I started going through all my things with the Nationals. And I was like, you know, there's this and that. And I was like, yeah, they got a good team. But look at them right now. They, they have the same record as the Tigers. And I think the Tigers are awful yeah think about that they had the same record as the tigers i think the second week in june and here they sit in the world series yeah i mean i think we we played them when they were under 500 for for the first time in cincinnati and i mean i think they ended up taking two or three of us but they uh man they got hot they got really hot and, and like like a hotness that you just don't ever see really it's um it was pretty it's pretty special to watch but um man they they got a good team like they, um, if you look up their lineup, they got a good lineup. You know, they they got a, a monster in the three four position in their lineup with Rendon and Soto. They're, those guys are just two of the toughest outs. He's going to make so much money this offseason, and he's going to be worth every penny because that he's dude, fun all he too. does is hit. Yeah, all he does is hit, and I don't understand how you know Washington D.C. is a big market, is it not? How people just don't know who that guy is. And you know maybe it's just because he's a he's a pretty mellow dude and he doesn't really have like a social media presence and he doesn't put himself out there kind of like uh, somebody else I know Mike mm. Trout mm-hmm. who <laughs> is just unbelievably unrecognized in know. in our world he's the best player ever <laughs> and people don't know who he is but Rendon is trending in, in that direction honestly and he, he deserves it and he's yeah you know, like you said he's going to get paid and he deserves it and it's good for our game. But the Nationals as a whole, great team. Their starting pitching is just ridiculous. I mean, I know. Scherzer, Strasburg, Patrick Corbin, now Anibal Sanchez kind of coming out of nowhere and, and, and you know, throwing almost no hitters against the Cardinals. It's, uh, I mean, the Cardinals he's, he's barely... still got a lot left, it seems. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. He's, he's, he's a good pitcher. Um, you know, I faced him a couple times, and he's, he's, he's got good stuff for sure. Well, what were the Nationals thinking, letting their pitchers go past five innings? I mean, what's up with that? <laughs> oh, man. What a horrible yeah, strategy. What, what, a, what a horrible strategy. And, uh, you know, I, I really – not that not that the bullpen doesn't have value. But bullpen has huge value. Sure. But, but um, there's something to be said about starters that go deep into ball games. Yeah. And their bullpen is not tired. Their bullpen is fresh. It's October, and their bullpen is fresh, and they're not beat the you-know-what out of mm-hmm. because they didn't have to be used 55, 60 times over the course of the season. That adds up, and they're just not they're not built to, to do that. I'm not saying that they can't. They'd need a whole different off-season program. They need a whole different you know strength and conditioning program to keep them 
in, in, in that fashion, but they go an inning at a time as hard as they can. That takes, that takes a toll and, you know, use it over and over and over. Sometimes they break. I told a lot of people that on the show and off the air, I get it. The Nationals are hot at the right time and they look good. And I know people are predicting them to upset the Dodgers, but give me a break. Okay, they're not going to beat the Dodgers. I saw the Dodgers at Coors Field this year, and I was like, whoa, that team is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like they're, I saw the Dodgers and the Astros against the I agree with you. The they're Rockies. ridiculous. I saw both teams, and I came back. You can ask Chase and Willie. I was like, yeah. uh, it's going to be the Astros and the Dodgers in the World Series. I hate to burst everybody's bubble in June, but it's going to be Astros-Dodgers. That's the World Series. But isn't that the – I mean, it's just like when we talk about hockey. Isn't that the beauty of baseball and hockey – where it is so hard to predict. It's truly the it's mentality of just get in, and you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, you never know, especially when you win that wild card game. I, I feel like I'd be interested to see what the winners of that wild card game have done after in that next series, but I guarantee you they're not getting swept because when you win that wild card game, not that I would know, I hope hope to God someday I get to play in the playoffs because that would be amazing, but there has to be some – some like um, just some feeling that you can't be beaten after you survive that one game knockout, and you know you saw it with Tampa taking Houston to five games, mm-hmm. you saw it with Washington, you know finally getting over that hump, winning a home playoff game, or you know moving on in some fashion, and man going five toe to toe with L.A. and then Howie Kendrick just with a knockout punch in L.A. with a grand slam. And How about just, that guy, by the way? He's another one. He's been a cool. solid player for a cool long dude. time. You know him? I've, I've met him a couple of times, yeah. but he, there, he's got a great reputation in the game. And then there's, you know, in, in a world or in a game that not a whole lot of, let's just say, older guys are sticking around in terms of that free agent fiasco that's still going on, that dude still gets a job. Yeah. And now you're seeing mm-hmm. why. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. So I got to ask the question because I told Chase and the listeners I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. Right out of the gates, how is this weight, whatever the weight, it does not look like the Yankees and Astros. Once again, though, I haven't predicted really anything, right? It looks like it doesn't look like it's going to be a short series. Like, I think it's six, maybe seven. Who Mm -hmm. knows? So that just means the Nationals are going to sit and sit and just keep sitting, and maybe they'll scrimmage or they'll do something. But we've seen this in the past, Kurt, and it doesn't go well for the team that's just sitting and waiting. It really doesn't usually work out for those teams but i'm i'm just gonna i'm gonna stick on the bandwagon because the the nationals are the hottest they have been the hottest team and probably all the sports if for for the last three months i'm i'm gonna figure they they figure something out i i just they're too hot they're they're too much of a they're, they're you just see how they interact with each other do you they're, think they're, it feels like the blues run i do because that went on for months. I really do. That's what I because I, I saw the Blues in spring training this year, man, and I, I saw them play against the Arizona Coyotes, and this is when they had a below five hundred record. They were in the doghouse, and it was like just something clicked. It was like it was like the second week of their playing really well, and they looked unstoppable. Like the Coyotes had no chance against the Blues at that, that particular game in March, I believe it was. And this just kind of feels like that same thing to me. The the Nationals, they heck, their their pitchers might really love this break. You know, I mean, Scherzer's been pitching every other day. It seems like, and now they get to you know have their arms 
nice and fresh for for sure. whoever whoever pitches. But man, I, I'd be hard. I, I see where you're coming from, and I I see how history supports that. But I'm 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 gonna keep on the bandwagon and. I think the Nationals got it. All right. Uh, he's a big hockey fan. We've Huge. certainly talked a lot of hockey. We'll talk about that with Kurt. We'll talk about the Reds. We'll continue our base- baseball discussion with Kurt Casale in studio. On the other side, Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN 1025, the game. Chase Preds out in Glendale, Arizona tonight. Preds and Coyotes. Nine o'clock. A little late night hockey. I'll have pregame for you at eight. Everything heard right here on 1025 The Game. We'll check in with Willie D a little bit later in the program. Find out if there's any news on one Philip Forsberg and others. Yeah, that'd be good to know. Yeah. See if he's going to be. There's people that are okay. interested in that. They kind of want to know. So we'll, we'll do that a little bit later. Darren McFarland, Chase McCabe, Kirk Casale alongside Reds catcher, former Vanderbilt star, been nice enough to pop in here with us and hang out. So you are a huge, before Chase jumps in there, you are a huge hockey fan. Absolutely huge hockey fan. Thank you for that intro song, by the way. That's my walk-up song, Greta Van Fleet Safari Max. song. Nothing but the best for the Vandy boys I, here. I, I appreciate and that. Chase. That got me jacked up. And now, we're <laughs> talk, now, now if I we talk some Preds, too. that would be a perfect start to my morning. <laughs> So you get your walk-up song, and now we're talking hockey. Yeah, great. I'm so a huge hockey fan. You got a chance to take in opening night yeah. against the Wild, and you'll take in a lot of games until it's time to head to spring training. So what have you seen thus far? And I know you watch all the games. I watch every game. And what do you – Huge uh, nerd. <laughs> nothing wrong we with like that. We like it. Nothing wrong with that. So what have you seen through this uh, early portion of the season? More offense. Yeah. Definitely more offense and uh, some power play goals, which has been five. Very nice to see. And I, I really try to, since I am a quote unquote professional athlete, I try to be like nice towards, towards like my fandom, towards a, towards a team. But recently, or at least the end of last season, I, I find myself almost throwing a controller when <laughs> we, uh, we would get on a power play. And it seemed like when we, I think we we're playing Washington the other day and uh, what a great game, by the way. And, Every time we got on the power play, it, it would just it would, like we couldn't set it up. Like it was, I, I don't know anything about hockey really strategy, but I I know what what I know what it's supposed to look like when I see it, and just couldn't couldn't get in the zone, couldn't get it set up, and I was starting to just be like, we we get a penalty, like oh nice, like power play here comes, and I was like no, decline it, like just send, just keep it even strength because. They just have done so much better on five on five, it seems like. But now they're starting to really uh, get in a groove, and I think that uh, the the man Matt Duchesne is is helping a lot. He's been a great fit. I mean, just mm-hmm. on and off the ice, we've dealt with him a couple times, yeah. and just a, a fun guy. But it's it's crazy because you know, in in playing sports, that sometimes chemistry takes a while to develop, and especially between like a pitcher and a yeah. catcher. This has just been instant. And and it's the weirdest thing. It really, it really it. seems right away. Yeah, yeah. And and he couldn't. He's like, I don't really have an explanation. It's just worked. And that's that's what's been cool to see with Forsberg and, and Duchesne especially. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think that uh, it would it would ever be an option of taking taking apart that Jofa line, but it it seems to be working really really well. And 
you know, we were just talking about um, anytime Ryan Johansson is shooting the puck, I think it's, uh, <laughs> I think good things will happen for that team. So speaking of chemistry, I want to go back to something with the Nationals yeah. in, in their run. And I take nothing away from Bryce Harper, a tremendous player, but yeah. he leaves. He was the superstar. When you thought Nationals, everybody goes, oh, yeah, Bryce Harper, that's where he plays. What does that do for a team to, to now it's all of a sudden you're getting more focus as a team and not about the one player? Yeah, it might be a little bit of that for sure. Um, you know, Bryce is a huge, huge figure in our, in our game and obviously – you know, he was like the he was like the LeBron James of his generation, like, you know, cover of Sports Illustrated when he was 16, 17 years old. So that comes with a lot of weight. And, and for the most part, he lived up to it. I mean, he he uh, he did well with that organization. But I, his bank account has lived up. To his, it. <laughs> his bank account is full and uh, yes. it's it's very full. He'll be he'll be he and his family will will be fine for the rest of their lives and generations and generations. That's great for him. I'm happy for him. And uh what a player but you, you you may be right he uh you know he when he walks in a room you know people look and uh, right. you know he had a lot of responsibility in that city i'm sure and you know maybe maybe when he leaves a guy like anthony rendon gets noticed a little bit more a guy like juan soto gets to who's be, another one ridiculous ridiculous and what is he 20 20 years old 21 whatever is he even legal to drink <sighs> He's not. No. Yeah, like, he's legal to hit homers, though, <laughs> and he he hits a lot of them. And he, I mean, it's just an opportunity for him to shine. And you know, even you know, a guy like Trey Turner, um, it's uh, it's it's been fun to watch. And you know, you you may be absolutely right with the with the Bryce Harper thing. I'm not sure, but it, it seems to be working for them. So, what was it like for you guys? Because Yasiel Puig yeah. was a red for mm-hmm. for part of this year, and yeah. obviously, a lot of people know who Yasiel Puig is. Yeah. I mean it. It brings a little more attention to a club when you have a player like that. And he he did his job. For you know, we uh, we had so many more people come to our games this year, and it was so much fun. And, and for all extensive purposes, we played better this year. We mm-hmm. you know we made we made maybe a small small improvement over uh, you know what we've done for the past few years, but it was it was a jump, and it was it was a large part because of Yasiel. He he brings a lot of attention with him. He's got a huge personality. He's a huge man. And we loved him. We we really loved him. It was sad when we traded him because he's one of the most unique people I've ever met in my life. Um, tremendous talent. Um, does things his own way. And <laughs> well, it's good when you play the Pirates that you have him because they like to fight. So. Uh, man, we made some great T-shirts for that. <laughs> That's a different story. That was what a that was that was interesting. Yeah, you could say it, yeah. Uh, that was interesting. But like, yeah, splatter show the Pirates when uh, when Yasiel Puig leaves. It opens the door for somebody like Aristides Aquino, the the quote unquote Punisher, and he gets to shine. And you know, I I think the city of Cincinnati owes Yasiel a great deal because he did a lot for. I've never seen somebody donate their time like this dude did. He was unbelievable for you know the Children's Hospital there. He does his own casino charity event every single year. Like the dude is just a giver. So we, we, we miss him for that. I mean, I don't, we might re-sign him again. He's a free agent. You never know. But it's like when a big big personality or big big player leaves, it opens the door for somebody else and, you know, kind of comes back and Aquino became our everyday right fielder. And you guys know the, know the story, what he did. So. Well, you know, and around here, it's, it's Braves, Reds, probably yeah. a mix of Cardinals too. But – so uh, keeping up with with the Reds, it seems like things were were taking a step in the right direction. David Bell in his first year as the manager 
seems like that really fit. Yeah, David did a great job. He, uh, you know, he'd, he'd be the first to admit that he was learning on the fly because he had never he had never managed. He'd been a bench coach for the Cardinals before, and obviously he's got a you know great family pedigree of of uh, of baseball, especially in Cincinnati, and and uh, it seems like a very family driven uh, organization. So David has been a great fit for us, and I, I anticipate he'll take a great step next year, and you know maybe learn from mistakes as we all will. And uh, I would, I would be excited. I'd, words are words. You know, we can, we can say you should be excited and we'll, we'll play better next year because you know, that we've said they'll go out and buy new players or, or whatever, but it's, um, it creates excitement at least. And, and what we were saying before, Yasiel we got butts in the stands and we started to play better. It's, um, I, I get it. We got to play really well for you guys to pack the house, but we want, to do our best to play our best for the for the fans and it goes both ways if they show up we usually play better and when we play better they show up and hopefully we have a happy marriage next year and uh we have we have a great time now you have a beautiful ballpark in cincinnati it's one of my favorites to go to a great american ballpark you played in tampa Mm -hmm. so you played in the trop yeah you know that whole situation we've been to the trop yeah uh before i mean look i was down there a few weeks ago and they were all in on the rays and you know, cheering for them as as they made the playoff run. It's a baseball market. It's just they got to figure the stadium thing out. They need they need help there. It's um, it, it's such it's so tough playing there. I mean, it's I, I hear most even uh, visiting teams don't enjoy playing there because it's just so hard to get up for it. Like it's just so hard to you know get get your juices flowing and you know and and just be excited to play in a major league baseball game. And it's it's of no fault of the Rays fans. I know, I know for a fact that their TV ratings are through the roof because they just love watching baseball, but it's, um, it really is on an Island. You know, they're in St. Petersburg and and they're called the Tampa Rays. And like, it just, I've been to lightning games. They're sold out. They're super fun. And they're all in Tampa. And I, I don't, you know, it's not my place to really say what they're, what they should and shouldn't do. But if, if I had to say, I'd, say getting out of st petersburg would be a good start when you see all the stuff about Nashville, let me just say this before we ask you about major league baseball in nashville when people that you deal with in all the baseball circles know where you played college ball mm-hmm. nashville's your home, what do people say about major league baseball in nashville they i'm sure they, you've had they, they, many they, conversations. they want it to happen i mean everybody i mean this is hands down in terms of baseball hands down the like the best top three minor league places to come and play a baseball game i'd say like here and um maybe san antonio and, and durham north carolina would be like the best baseball places to go in terms of triple a but if you look at the support the preds have gotten you look at the support that the titans have got we have a, a soccer team here it's it's trending and Every time I come back, there's like twelve or thirteen more cranes in in, in the yeah. skyline building another building, and and you know I I'm I'm not a businessman. I I don't know what it takes to to bring a team here, but what I can see I can see change in the city. I can see they're putting two new lanes in 440. Thank God, like it's <laughs> woohoo. That's uh that that's big news, and. I think I think a big league team would do great here. I know I know Manfred and Major League Baseball want to want to keep keep building and keep expanding because why not? It's you know baseball is is doing well right now. I, I think that the the franchises are valued higher than they've ever done, and they're making more money than they ever have. And I think more people want in. So whether that's 
you know, Nashville or Charlotte or Montreal again, or somewhere else. It's, I would be on board for it. I, I think, and I know the players would too. Players love talking to them. every time they're like, Hey Kurt, where are you from? I go, oh, I'm from Nashville. And they're like, Oh my Lord. Like that is the spot. Well, there are like, a lot I of, love Nashville. A lot of players live here. Right? There's a ton here. Yeah. A, absolute ton. I just saw Mookie Betts at the golf course the other day. Yeah. <laughs> We've had Mookie oh, yeah. in mm-hmm. a few times. And now he golfs too. He bowls, he golfs. The guy's good at everything. Golly. It's yeah. not fair. He, oh, he, hey, he, hopefully the Reds go for him, huh? Um, that's a rumor. That ha- I, I have seen that. That has Ooh, been out there. That'd, boy, be, that, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be really cool, huh? Talk about a player yeah. and a great guy and a great yeah. guy. Yeah, I mean, and that, that's where I look at your guys' team. I mean, I, I feel like it's it's right there. It's just a couple pieces here and there, and then you're back in the mix. As long as the the Cardinals get taken care of, I feel good. <laughs> I it's, don't like it's that. it's funny. It's like um, I I feel like we have a lot of the the pieces there as well i mean we have we have a good club and i think it was we lost over 31 run games this year it was just yeah. like nauseating almost and it's like all right so what do we need to help win half of those or three quarters of those if we win three quarters of those or half we're we're in the playoff mix and we might find ourselves in that wild card game or something it's just like we we match up really well against certain teams in our division and others we don't like we just don't play well against the Pittsburgh Pirates. i don't know why but we play great against chicago and it's, it's like, all right, so how do we match up better against the other teams that we feel like we should we should win? And um, I, I have a lot of faith in our front office. I think they're really, really going for it. And and that is so exciting as, yeah. as a player to see. Like, I can't even tell you how how energizing that is to, to feel. You got about 10 more minutes? Yeah. All right, we'll do one more segment, close out hour number one with Kirk Casale. We really haven't talked about Strohs in Yankees game four tonight, last night course rained out we'll get into that to close out the first hour next on espn 1025 the game kirk casale in studio with us by the way we'll have mike vrabel's press conference at the top of the hour also former titans wide receiver richard matthews in the second hour of the program so let's talk a little bit about the strohs and the yankees game four that series picking up uh tonight by the way i was watching what was it was it game three and who was the the catcher for the Astros? Guerrero. Uh, uh, was it Chirinos? No. Or? Chirinos, yes. I think or or Maldonado had the big like the big helmet. Oh yeah, it's Chirinos. Who, well, who pitched Game Three? I can't remember. Was it was it Cole? Uh, yeah, draw play. Yeah, I think that's right. It was Cole. Yeah, yeah, it was Cole. So so Maldonado at least started that game. Was, he got one of those like really quick foul balls i mean where it blasts you right in the face that does not feel and he good. jumps back what is that like to go through it's, as a catcher when those foul balls happen you know I, I think the thing where you see people get concussions is in fact he went out if you remember he went out to the pitching mound afterwards and i think he was just out there like to try to clear his head yeah, just and, to like, give, give himself some time yeah like we use the expression like you know you got your bell rung and that's completely not medical it's probably not even correct in any form of the word <laughs> just but um it, it it doesn't feel good it's almost like it's just like a scary shock like hello like i'm i'm, I'm here and and it, it kind of takes you a second to get over it but like the thing with like concussions is like one one is fine like one is scary but then if it happens again within you know a couple of pitches or that particular inning then you got problems because 
I don't know what, what it is. I don't know what the, the scientific term for it is. Just like when multiple, you know, uh, impacts on your head within a short period of time, that's, that's when you start to have issues and that's when you need to start taking care of your head. So when you see those two teams, what do you see? A great series. <laughs> I, I really do. I think it's a series everybody wanted to see, at least in the American league. Um, <laughs> Garrett Cole is going to pitch again. That's a win for the Astros. So he's ridiculous. That's at least one more win. They're mm-hmm. already up two to one, right? Yep. And who's who's pitching next game for for Houston? We know is it is tonight? It? It'll be uh, Granky. Yeah, Granky. He's been it, a little. Yeah, he's been he's been he's been okay. I mean, Tanaka. Tanaka's a big game pitcher. I know I know it for a fact because Sonny Gray, former New York Yankee said if he had to pick anybody to pick in a playoff game or a big game, a winner take all, he'd say he'd pick Masahiro really? Tanaka. Okay. So I trust my buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I trust my buddy. I think the, I think that, that bodes well for the Yankees tonight, especially at home. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to lose two, two games at home. Um, and it's, it's a great series. I would imagine to be 2-2 after tonight, but it's been, it's been really entertaining to watch. It's been so different. I, I've, so I played with Tampa for, for a while and, you know, very familiar with the American League, and I've been there nationally for the past two years, and it's almost like I don't even know any of the people in the American League anymore because we just don't ever watch them. It's, right. But um, it's it's been interesting to see and just how different of a game the American League is than the National League. It's it's just crazy with the double shifts and the pitcher having to hit. It just it, to me, it's a much more complex game. But I got a, I got a chance. I told you to see the Astros in person at Coors Field and Tony Kemp. Yeah. Hooked us up, the wife and I, and got us down there for batting practice as well. Great dude, huh? great dude. Uh-huh. And um, I came back and told the story. It gets one thing when you get down there and you get to be close to these guys. One, I told, I said, my respect for what Altuve has done his entire career went up about six pegs. Whenever Small I stand dude. next to him and. I tower. He's him. half your size. Yeah, he's like half my size. And that's not even an exaggerate. Maybe a little bit, but not by much. And you see him, I'm like, holy cow. I look like I play defensive line in the NFL compared to him. And this cat is, is one MVP. Of the be- yes, he's one of the best players in baseball, and he's tiny. It's unbelievable. The other one, unassuming, it, it took me a while because I couldn't, I didn't see in, in BP, you know, you don't have your names. And it, I don't even think there was a number. And I was trying to – I was like, who is that guy? He looks like he sells insurance. And he is mashing, absolutely destroying it in the cage. And I'm sitting there and I'm staring at him and it's driving me crazy. It was Bregman. It's Alex Bregman. And he's like <laughs> – if you walked by – I know by, exactly what you're going to say. If yeah. you walked by him on the street, you would never – like, what do you think that guy does for a living? No one would say, I bet that's a baseball player is what he is. You would look $100 million dollar baseball player. Yeah. 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 <laughs> One and of the really best. good at it. Probably the MVP. And just looks like a normal cat. Normal size dude. Nothing stands mm. out other than when he gets in the cage. It's like, holy crap. That's baseball players for you, right? We just, we're just so unassuming. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the guy we saw that was uh, – playing for double a birmingham on a rehab assignment and you were like that's a big boy for double oh yeah well, that's when we were down there for sec media days and uh it was former twin uh, yeah uh oh uh, right and i remember he comes at we're sitting right we moved no no this was this was probably what three four years ago yeah. and yeah. they hadn't announced it. he was just out he came out we're sitting right there on the on deck circle 
And I looked at Chase. I was like, who the hell is that guy? That guy's a beast. We're at a double-A baseball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's a guy who spent a long time in the majors. He's had a good He was on rehab still. Oh, okay. And okay. once they came up, you know, they announced it. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. That's basically yeah, a major league and, baseball and, player. And he's got the one-flap helmet. Those you know, we, we stick out like a sore thumb on rehab assignments. <laughs> that's usually what you know. Double-flap or one-flap. All right, so let's let's end it with this. Uh, you said the Nationals. You're still gonna you're stick with I'm the Nationals. I'm picking the Nationals. You think the Strohs come out or Yankees? What do you think that series? How does that play out? I I'm I'm picking I'm picking the Nationals obviously in the National League, and oh, we've already given the Strohs another game with Cole. I'm giving the Strohs. So that's another that's game they're, with, they're one away. If I I think I, I think I think it's the Astros. Okay, I, I really do. I. It, it's really it's really tough for me to choose. I mean, I'm not I'm not good at choosing, but if I had to pick, I'd say it's Astros and Nationals, and then we'll see what do, happens. Do you want me to pick beyond that, well, or, 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 or maybe maybe get me back in the studio when that World Series? Well, starts. we're going to do that, <laughs> we'll but do I that. think you've said you're you're sticking with the Nationals. I'm sticking with the Nationals for right now. And it was Justin Morneau. Justin Morneau. Oh, Justin Morneau. Yeah, yeah, that's who it was. Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah eh? <laughs> he was on a rehab assignment. Uh, Sonny Gray, real quick. So, do you enjoy his year in Cincinnati this year? I think he did. He really picked. I mean, he really got better and better. He pitched. He pitched so start. great. Yep. He pitched so great, and he he was he was a culture changer for us. I mean, good. Uh, not known as a pitching team, now we are. Yeah, that's outstanding. <laughs> hey, good to see you. Thanks for doing great this. Great for having me. I'll we'll see, we'll have you back on here soon. I'll see you over Bridgestone. Yeah, soon. let's go. Kurt Casale, been nice enough to come hang out with us in the first hour. We'll come back. We'll hear from the head coach of the Titans, Mike Vrabel, his presser next on ESPN 1025 The Game.